it's Crystal. Hey, it's Jessica. We're two friends in two different chapters of life coming together to chat about life, love, work, family drama, and everything in between. Join us as we lean into living out loud and navigating through life's messy challenges on this journey to find joy in being intentionally human. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Intentionally Human. Hey y'all, we are excited to be back with a new kind of segment, I would call it. Yeah, I'm good with the segment, a new segment. I don't know what we're going to call it, but. Intentionally, that's horrible. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I don't know. We'll have to come up with a a name. We'll have to think Mm -hmm. about that. We didn't come that prepared today (laughs) to have a whole new name. Yeah, something. We're going to come up with something. Or if y'all have something for us, we'll happily take it and give you some credit. Yeah, but there's been a lot of stuff online and social media where folks are just like asking questions, wanting advice, and some of the questions are really interesting. So Jessica and I thought we would just kind of take some of those questions that we're seeing online and then some that we're hearing, you know, from our friends or whoever, and bring them to the show and kind of talk about them. And we can give our quote unquote advice to some of these questions. Yes. I'm excited because you are coming in with a pretty good one today, Crystal. I know it's a juicy one. Um, so the question for today's show is, is it ever okay to ghost somebody? I feel like there's so much nuance to a question like that. (laughs) So many layers. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm old and married and not much experience in the dating world. So maybe I need a little refresher on officially what is ghosting. Okay. So my operating definition of ghosting is to cut off all contact with somebody without giving a reason, an explanation. You just truly disappear out of their life and more modern. No notice. No notice. So like you can be texting back and forth and then they just never text you back after you send something Um, and it like weirdly now will happen where even if you get ghosted, a lot of times they'll still follow you on social media. So like they might not have responded to your text or anything like that, multiple texts sometimes, but they're going to look at your Instagram story and like your post. And so it's really weird. That is weird. So I'm going to just jump in here really quick because I feel like on the surface, my initial Mm -hmm. reaction to this is no, like that's really kind of unhealthy communication patterns to create, right? Like that dynamic is kind of immature, but as I process a little further, I feel like there's always exceptions to every rule. So I feel like there's probably some scenarios where ghosting could apply and it wouldn't be weird or like, you know, rude or inappropriate. But I would say my initial reaction is surface level. Like, no, that shouldn't be like the standard or the typical response to a situation. So I feel like it's, it's, it depends on the situation. My rule of thumb for like, if we're talking dating is if you go on like one date with them and it wasn't that great of a date and you're not really interested in seeing them again, you don't have to give an explanation. It was one date. Or if you never went on a date, but you're just not interested in going on a date with them, like you don't really have to give that explanation. I think that 
that's just kind of normal. It's no different than meeting somebody in a bar, talking to them, getting their number, and then never following up. It, it feels the same to me. But if you've gone on multiple dates, you're like sort of making space for them in, in your life and you feel like they're doing the same to have that just completely cut off. That's when it gets a little bit icky. And then I would say friends, it could happen with friends too. Yeah, I guess I could see that, but I don't see like, what's the harm in saying like, if the other person is texting you and like, Hey, I had a great time. Can we see each other again? And then you just don't respond. And there's like nothing like where's the harm in just saying, dude, I'm not interested. Sorry. And like, I'm out. Like, here's my official notice that like, I'm ghosting you yeah. from this point forward. <laughs> you know so, what I mean? Like, cause I feel like it would get annoying to me if somebody's like continuing to text me or to reach out or send me messages or something. And I'm like, I am not interested. Like, this is annoying. Stop. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's like a personal preference. Some people are like, okay, they didn't text me. I got the hint. Moving on. Some people don't. Um, and I will, I will admit that I have like ghosted a few times in my life for what I felt like were valid reasons. Somebody else might look at it and be like, that's not valid at all. That was really <laughs> shady. Of well, you know what? Here's a safe space. You can tell us those and we can, <laughs> we can judge you here. <laughs> okay. So um, if you've listened to the pod, you you will remember cat food guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love cat food guy. Yes. Yes. So cat food guy, there was, there was some ghosting that happened where, he left a charger at my house and wanted to get it back. And I just did not respond to his request for that charger. Um, it wasn't some crazy, amazing charger. It was like a freaking Walgreens charger. Yeah. And it was just a, it was a horrible date. I felt like he didn't respect me or my time. And I was like, no, you aren't getting your charger back at all. And he wanted me to bring it to him. And I was like, mm. that was a double hell no. Yeah. You, and you then, forgot it. You come get it. Yeah. But I also don't like want you back in my space. No, that's where I would have been like, here, I'll leave it at the mailboxes or something. I'm not going to be home, but you can feel free to come by and pick it up. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, if he, <laughs> I didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> I mean, and that's I like, get that too. Yeah. That's not great for me. Like, that's probably not the best thing. And somebody might hear that and be like, that was really sh- like shitty of you. But that's what I felt I needed to do in the time. And well, then and I think too, like I have been married for well, it'll be 20 years this year. Right. Oh, so yeah. I've like very far removed from the dating scene and the dating world. Right. So I think for me and my perception on that, it it's because I don't have all of those experiences and situations and scenarios that have kind of led up to that. So mm-hmm. like for me, if it was like, okay, just got divorced, go out, start dating. Like it would be all fresh. Right. So I wouldn't be coming in with like biases or some sort of jaded viewpoint. You know what I mean? So it would be easier for me to just be like, fine, come pick it up. But after you do, I think if you've been dating for a while and you have those bad experiences and you have a lot of those where it's just like, God, not another idiot, you know, (laughs) like I just can't deal with another loser. Like, I feel like then your perspective and your approach, I could see where it would be different. So I feel like maybe my viewpoint is a little bit far removed from like your experiences. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think it depends too, like on the vibe you get from the person, like he was 
creepy for lack of better terms. Like there was just something about him that had me a little bit unsettled. And I just, sure. The whole situation of like the, when the date actually happened felt icky. And I like, I ended up texting a guy friend to let him know that like that was happening. And I was like, I think I'm, I might actually need you to like come bust in my door and pretend that you're my husband or something to get this man to leave my apartment because he like did not want to leave and was like pouting about me asking him to leave and that's why I was like no I don't want you yeah like hope, I don't, hopefully yeah. you don't remember where I live right like well you have to have like safety boundaries in yeah. place too right like it's what happens if he comes back and next like it was exactly. hard enough to get him to leave the first time like don't want to put yourself in that position I get no. that no and he had Ubered, so, like, he already had my address, and I was just like, uh, he might know too much information about me. I'm just sure. going to cut it off. Um, that makes so sense. So that one was one that I was kind of like, yeah, it just felt right for me. And then, I mean, literally just super recently did it to a guy. Um, I've been, like, trying to get back out and date a little bit more, trying to just figure out what I really want in life. And this guy got my number, called me. We're talking, and, like, for the first you know, 30 minutes of the conversation. It was great. And then all of a sudden it just started repeating itself. And every time I like had a thought or he asked me a question, I would go to answer and he would cut me off and answer his own question or just completely change the subject to something that we talked about five minutes prior. And was like, I'm just still thinking about that. Can we take a minute? Like it was really weird. And then it just, it started rubbing me the wrong way. And so I was like, I'm ending the call. I don't know, like, if, if I really want to, like, give him a chance for a date. Then I Googled him. And I, let me, I'm going to read this because it was one of those things where I was like, there's no way this is real. It's Uh-oh. very real. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not, be, I probably, it maybe seems like I'm an asshole. I'm like um, super intrigued now. Yes. I got to find it. Where did I put it? Oh, no. So did you guys ever meet face-to-face? Was there ever a date, or was it just the phone conversation? It was just the phone conversation, and then I actually deleted him on the dating app and then blocked his number. Because it's, like, my own personal preference and just a safety thing. Um, Because, like, as we're talking, never met before, just talking, he's like, I'd like to pursue you romantically. I think that we could be a good fit. And it was just way too much, way too fast. And it for the level that we were at was just inappropriate in my book. Um, But the first thing that I found when I Googled him was an article in the Houston Chronicle. And he gave a statement about like the lines for license, getting your license during COVID. It says tall bearded and fresh out of jail after being charged with deadly conduct, accused of shooting his refrigerator in a drunken rage because it was making too much noise. Okay. I see what you mean now where you're like, wait a minute, does this, is this legit? Is this real? (laughs) So wait a minute. Okay. So he's in, he's being interviewed for an article about DMV lines, but it talks about his recently like release from arrest of what was it? Attempted something? What? Um, Deadly conduct. Because he shot his refrigerator when he was drunk. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, okay. I feel like that's an exception to the rule that would legit (laughs) be like, okay, you are crazy. I'm out. (laughs) And I'm glad you never met him in person. Holy crap. 
me too. So he was at the D- the DPS office getting a license because he needed to be able to go visit his girlfriend at the time. In jail? Just the whole, no, I, in, you just needed to no, drive there? No, like he was trying, I quote, they won't let me get on a car, bus, plane, or train. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Um, <laughs> I think because it's just ridiculous. Like it is, it's that's so bizarre. Wild. Yeah. It's not real life, but it's, it's oh my, my life. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I can see not wanting to return his calls, but then on the other hand, I'm kind of like, now it's like, I feel like he needs to know like, Hey, you came on too strong. I think you're a wackadoo. Like I'm out. <laughs> please don't call me again. Please don't pursue me. Like I'm going to, I'm just, I'm out. (laughs) It was just really, really odd. And then, yeah, just everything about it. Like after I ended the phone conversation, I was like, I'm I'm going to bed, you know, maybe. And then the next morning he was like, Hey, are you awake at like six in the morning? That's what I text my sisters when I like, need to like vent about something or there's something going on and I need like advice or help or something. I don't know you from freaking Adam apparently. And I don't, I don't want to, I'm, I am perfectly okay. Taking that as a lesson to Google somebody. Absolutely. (laughs) So you said that was the first thing. Was there other things that came up when you Googled him? No, it was not that there needs to be more, but (laughs) yeah, it was, it was just that. And that was enough. Um, that was enough. And then it like, it kind of scared me because then I Googled myself and I was like, Oh, there's a lot of information about you out there that you probably don't want people to know. Um, I don't think I have anything. Like when I Google myself, I'm going to Google myself right now, but I don't think really anything comes up. Okay. So you can actually like reverse search people's phone numbers in this one site that's free. And you can get information like arrest, like arrest records, just making sure they're saying they are who they say they are. You know what? There's Um, another Crystal DeCaro out there though. And she pulls up. She's a food service director for General Mills, apparently. And apparently was a line cook, looks like Massachusetts. So a lot of information comes up, but none of it's for me. Well, that's good then. Yeah. Yeah. But so those are reasons for ghosting in my book. Like if you have that gut instinct that it's just probably in your best interest to not talk to somebody ever again, I'm okay with ghosting. If you're doing it because you don't want to have to have a hard conversation with somebody who probably has earned the right for that hard conversation, then I don't think it's the greatest. I think like friendships, a lot of times, like it's different. If you meet somebody through mutual friends and like you enjoy spending time with them, whatever, like that night that you were hanging out with all those friends and you get their number, but then you never really like call them or like ask them to hang out, even though you said you would. I don't think that that really needs an explanation. Everybody's fallen into that. Like, Hey, let's get lunch soon is what I call it. Like that moment where you're like, Oh my God, I haven't seen you forever. Let's get lunch. And then you never get lunch. Right. Yeah. I think that's like friendship ghosting. Well, and then I look at that though. And I'm like, are you really friends? Are you really, I mean, you're really just more kind of acquaintances or friends of friends or something like that. And so I, I don't, I think when you're that far kind of removed, um, it's not as necessary, right. Mm -hmm. To like, 
make sure you follow up. Now, if that person then, like, if you were like, hey, let's do lunch, and then they started texting me and was like, hey, we said we were going to do lunch. You, you want to do something Saturday? Mm-hmm. And then I just never respond. I feel like that's kind of shitty. Yeah, I think it's fair to be like, you know what? I'm really busy. But how, how do you have that conversation, though? Like, how do you end it? Like, I've, we, I've, like, been in breakups, and I've been broken up with and also broken up with somebody. And it's it's a hard conversation. But, like, for friendships, I don't know that I've ever, like, actually sat down with a friend and been like, I don't want you in my life anymore. Yeah, I don't know that I have either. I think there, but I think there are still like some natural ways to kind of distance yourself, you Mm -hmm. know? And so it's like, oh, well, life's really busy right now. Like maybe we can connect when things slow down. And who knows? Maybe it's just you're in a cycle to where it's just like, ugh, I can't deal with people right now. And you're kind of pulling more inward. Um, And who knows? In a few weeks, maybe you'll feel better and you want to have lunch with that person. But if you know for sure that it's like, I, if this is toxic, like I can't be around you, then I think it's sometimes just, you just kind of say it like, Hey, like I need a break. I need to step away. I need to focus on me. Like whatever you can give all kinds of explanations. And I don't think that it necessarily needs a full, like detailed, (laughs) here's what's going down. Here's why, like, I don't know that you need all that. It's nobody else's business. Even if you are super close, you know, but I think just like, Hey, I need to focus on me now. And I'm going to kind of separate myself from the world and just kind of work on me. I'll reach out when I'm ready. I think people just need to respect that. And if they can't, that's not on you to have to own that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not your job to make sure they feel good about what you're doing with your life and the choices you're making. Absolutely. I think a lot of times, because it, it is like a rejection thing and nobody likes feeling rejected or being in that moment, I, I think some, it's hard to, to like have those confrontational conversations. And I say confrontational, I think people always think that that's a bad thing. It's not like it, it doesn't have to right. be like such a negative thing to hear, but it doesn't have to be volatile either, just because it's a difficult right. conversation or where there's something where there is a, con- you know, conflict of interest or a conflict of feelings, right? If I feel one way and you feel another, that is challenging, but it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be escalated or volatile. No, but I think sometimes like I've been in places where I've just like, okay, I don't think this is working out. And it's almost like the other person takes it as a challenge to figure out like what they can do different. It's like nothing. I don't want you to change what you're doing. I just don't want to be a part of it anymore. And that's happened with friendships and relationships. And it's, I think like, it's hard being on the receive, like giving it, but it's also hard being on the receiving end. Cause I've been there where I'm like, what could I have done different? And it's at the end of the day, like nothing, like there wasn't compatibility. And if you change yourself to be compatible, it's not helpful. No, and it's not healthy. Like it's not going to be long-term success there because one of you is still going to feel shortchanged because you're not being authentic. You're being some other version of yourself that's not true to who you are. Absolutely. And there's going to be built up resentment and, uh, you know, like we can snowball, (laughs) but I also think too, like some of it just comes with maturity, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think when we're younger, we tend to either shy away from challenging conversations or something that we perceive as conflict because either we're scared, we don't like know how we're going to react or how the other person's going to react. And then the control factor comes in and that, that freaks us out 
or we're like people pleasing tendencies, right? Towards like, oh, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want them to feel like there's something wrong with them. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's a reason why we're all different, right? Like you don't like everybody. I don't like everybody. Not everybody's going to like me, even though, you know, I'm fantastic, but, um, (laughs) and that's okay. Right. Like just because you don't like me doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a crappy person or I, you know, Mm -hmm. vice versa. If I don't like you, I mean, it's it's not that I want you to die or like fall off the face of the earth. I just, don't want you hanging out with me and my time, right? Like absorbing my energy, go do you go have fun, live your life, like find whatever makes you happy. I just don't want to be part of it. And that's Mm -hmm. not a bad thing. It's just, it is what it is. But I think sometimes we can't see that until we get like way older. Yes. I I finally am grasping that where I'm like, I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. Cause I've always known like, not everybody's for me, but I like in my head, I'm convinced that I have to be for everybody else. And that I can't, that's exhausting. I, there's oh gosh, no way. So exhausting. Like never. But then I like also have gotten better with like, people are human. I'm human. Like the way that I've handled those situations that we talked about, somebody might hear that and be like, Oh, that was really shitty. Like you should have confronted somebody or like given them a reason Whereas I might hear situations and then like, I think, I think that you gave too much of yourself in that situation. I don't think that that you don't owe anybody anything, especially if you aren't like in a committed relationship or long-term friendship where like you've had that trust build to be vulnerable and to have that back and forth in those hard conversations like that is earned over time. But it like, I also recognize that it stings to be ghosted. I've been ghosted. Oh, I've been hella ghosted like multiple times <laughs> <laughs> and it it never feels good. But I also have to take a step back and go, I didn't really know them like one date or not even a date at all. Like they didn't owe me an explanation. It just, I wasn't for them anymore and that's okay. But mm, I'm, I'm going to sing Taylor Swift's all too well and like have a moment about it. And then I'm going to get the hell (laughs) over it and and move on. (laughs) There's plenty of fish in the sea. They're not all winners. (laughs) I guess that is how you develop resiliency skills a little bit, right? Like you have to be able to kind of go through the experience and find a way to battle back. Um, But yeah, I can see where it would totally burn, especially I feel like it gets really tricky when you're out on the date and maybe one person's really into it and thinks that you're also into it and thinks everything's going well and you don't <laughs> like the other person yeah. just doesn't see it. I feel like that's where it would be hard. Cause then they're like walking away thinking that everything was wonderful. And then they're like, well, Oh my God, like how did you not think it was wonderful also, which this kind of brings me into like one of the radio stations here, they do the second date update and I'm sure there's, they do this everywhere, but it's like kind of the same thing. Like we went on a date, one person's trying to, you know, secure a second date and the other person's basically ghosted them and they want to know why. So then the radio station will call the person and be like, Hey, we've got so-and-so on the phone. They would like to do a second date, you know, and we'll pay for it if you'll give them a second chance. And then you hear the story on like why either they don't want to do a second date. Sometimes they will do a second date because then they are able to talk about it and figure out what the issue was and they can resolve it. 
but sometimes you hear it and like some of the stories, they make me think of you and your cat food guy. Cause they're just so bizarre. Like one of them was this guy sells pot to the old people at the old folks home. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know how this comes up on a first date. Like maybe that's not first date conversation, but the, the chick, the guy, the, the girl on the, the date was like, I mean, I just can't date a pot dealer. Like, that's just not my thing. To where the guy was like, well, listen, these people are old and it makes them feel better. Like, I feel like I'm doing community service, not like I don't consider myself a pot dealer or whatever. But anyway, the whole conversation was really bizarre. So I'm thinking into myself, like if I'm out on a first date with somebody and they tell me this, I don't know that I can continue the date. Like nothing's weird or wrong and just kind of like, walk away from it like I feel like then that's when it's like wait a minute this is weird dude like (laughs) I don't know if I can now finish dinner go on to a second round of drinks or whatever on this first date like I feel like if it's that weird that you're gonna go somebody like it should have somewhere somehow been acknowledged during Mm -hmm. the interaction do you know what I mean And I think a lot of times it is. I think sometimes people are so absorbed in like getting somebody else to like them that they forget that you're there to figure out if you like that other person. So you need to kind of take a step back and look at the situation almost with an outside viewpoint because there's, there are clear signs. Like I I know that I have tails and I'm going to tell them myself. So (laughs) like if I'm on a date and it's not good, And it's just like, oh my God, like, I don't want to see this guy again. Like I kind of, you know, like I'm going to have a good time no matter what I'm magical. And I, I can have a fun time. Like, and I, I love dating in the fact that like you get to know somebody, you might never see them again, but it's a fun moment to just share with somebody. And it's nice. It's usually trying something new that I haven't tried before. It's just, okay. It was cool. Two hours, probably not going to happen again. But if I don't like you, I don't want you to pay for whatever we're doing. Like I will offer to pay or pay my half. Like, and I will not even offer like, cause I offer on every day where I'm like, oh, I can, I can like pitch in, but like, I will insist. I'm like, no, no, no. I've got mine. <laughs> I don't want to have to owe you anything. Like that should be a pretty clear sign. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I could see that. Or if a guy's like, I mean, like you kind of know when a guy's not into it, there's like, you have that gut instinct. It's like a handshake by you're like, all right, he wasn't into it. I feel like that would be so awkward. If somebody tried to shake my hand at the end of a date, I would be like, like, why, like, why bother? Like just like a transaction. Yeah. Like just, just end it. Just be like, Hey, this was cool, but I don't, I don't think I'll be reaching out to you. Like peace Mm -hmm. out. And like, leave like escape like don't try to shake my hand like that's weird if it's that bad like it's that bad don't shake my hand like if it's hey it was okay but I'm just not interested then I feel like you could hug me and be like hey this was cool see you around kind of a thing but if you shake my hand it's almost like I don't know it feels like kind of like a slap in the face kind Mm -hmm. of I don't like it Don't shake my hand. Don't shake my hand. Also, you know, like if it's bump me or high five me, like that's kind of bizarre too. The worst. Or like if you've been seeing somebody for a while and you like have gotten to like where you like kiss each other when you're like greeting each other, saying bye, and then that stops, 
that's a pretty clear sign that something's up. Yeah. Like, not that I'm saying that you should always expect like physical affection, but if it's like become sort of a pattern. But if that's your pattern. Yeah. If that's your routine. Yeah. Yeah. And you should, you know, I think I'm going to, I sound so jaded, but like, <laughs> it sounds so fine. Or like, I know if I, if I really was excited about a first date and it was a good first date and they're like, I'm, I would like to see you again. Like I will reiterate, like I had a really good time. I would love to do this again. You give that like, but validation. see, that's where I feel like if that's what you're doing, if we're, if we're on this and I'm like, Oh yeah, this is great. Call me. Let's do a second date. And then, and you also say that to me and then mm-hmm. I just never hear from you. I feel like that's when that's shitty. That's when ghosting becomes kind of shitty. Like, yeah, give out those signs. Like, if you're not giving out those signs or like if the girl's like, oh, yeah, this was great. Here's my number. Let's do it again. And then they text and she never responds. Like, I feel like that's shitty. Don't do that. It is shitty, but it has like in those situations. This At least give a myself, fake number. So, just something like that. Guy, the one guy that I was so excited to go on a date with him. I thought like he wanted to meet up at the Whole Foods and do this whole little meet cute. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, this is fun. He's putting in effort. We had never exchanged numbers before the date. And then he did not ask for my number after the date. And I was like, all right. Like, he was not into it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but that's a nice thing. Like, if he would have asked for your number and you left thinking, yeah, like, he was into it. He asked for my number. And then he just never called or texted me. Like, that, I feel like, is crappy. You know, don't do that. Absolutely. And I, and everybody has a different style. And I've, it's sort of like when you were growing up and your like parents, maybe not, this is maybe this is not everybody's um, full <laughs> childhood. <laughs> like when people are like, oh, like boys aren't talking to you because you're too intimidating. <laughs> like, this yeah. might just be my, my story. But like, I think everybody's heard that like, oh, you're just intimidating, whatever, like that kind of thing to make you yeah. feel better about being rejected. I, I heard it a lot growing up too. It, like even my daughter now as a teenager, like she hears it too, like where people, and I always tell her, I said, well, if anybody ever says that to you, you need to flip it and say, it's not that I'm intimidating. It's that you're intimidated. Like that is the mm-hmm. other person's issue. Like you should never have to tone yourself yeah. down so that somebody doesn't feel intimidated by you. And I said, when you flip it back on them as that it's now their issue, not yours, it totally reframes the entire situation. And so that's what I've been trying to teach her because nobody taught me that. I didn't hear that until I was well into my adulthood, you know, and I always felt bad. Like it was something like I was too much of something for the other person. And that's not it at all. Mm -mm. Okay. So I, that same thing with dating though, right? Like if they don't, respond to you if they don't um ask you out on another date and you thought it was great it has nothing to do with you you don't know that person well enough to know what's going on in their life what happened like and I think that 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 like helps me because I like just randomly like stop messaging guys or I'll go through phases where I want to be dating and I'm on the dating apps and then it's like oh like I'm using this for unhealthy validation and I don't give an like a response or anything I just like delete my apps and I'm like, that probably has hurt people's feelings in the past, right? If they're like, well, I thought we were going to like end up on a date or whatever, but they didn't know what I was going through. And I did right. like what was best for me and serving my purpose because for when you're starting out new relationships and you're dating and all that, it's pretty selfish and that's okay. Like you should be selfish because you're figuring out what you want. Just as I would expect somebody else to be selfish. Like, I don't want you to 
save my feelings and all that and pick me because it's just convenient. Like you want to be picked because somebody wants you. Oh, for sure. So since this has kind of turned into a dating conversation, I have another question to throw out there for you, like advice wise. So I heard recently that a new trend is called errand dating, right? Because everybody's busy. And so it's like, hey, and it made me think of this when you talked about Whole Foods. Um, Like, I have to go to the grocery store. Let's go do our first date together at the grocery store. Or, you know, hey, I have to go, like, wash my car. Come with me. Let's do a date while we're and we can chat and have coffee while they get my car washed and stuff like that. This whole concept is really bizarre to me. And so I'm putting it out there. What is your thought on that if somebody wanted to do an errand date? Is it appropriate for a first date? Is it appropriate at all? I'm not going to say that it's not appropriate for a first date. It's not for me. I I just like that. That stuff is sort of intimate, right? In that I feel like you're skipping a couple steps when you do that. Like I, I, I feel like if you're not, that busy, maybe you shouldn't be dating. That yes, exactly. Or it's like I don't know. Like if I want to, if I want to go on a date with a guy and I ask a guy out because I think that you could do that. I don't think girls have to wait for the guy to ask out. Like I, part of the allure of a first date is that somebody is like making some space for you in their life. It it. Like the same, like I'm busy too. I'm not going to ask a guy like, oh, I have all these cake orders. Like, let's have a date and you come help me make these cakes. No, like I don't. And it's it's not people's undivided attention. How, how are people dating at the grocery store? Like I, I go know. into a little bit of like an anxiety blackout when I'm in there and I'm trying to get in and out as quickly I, as possible. I don't even know how people meet each other at the grocery store. Cause you hear those stories too. Yeah. And I'm like, I am oblivious to like, I am there to get in and get out as fast as I can. And Absolutely. I know what I need and I know where it's at because I have to grocery shop every single week. Right. Like I know what I need. And if, you're lollygagging or holding up the aisle. Like I'm irritated and I'm trying to get around you. Like I am not there to meet people. (laughs) No, I like a good old fashioned courtship. Like I like going on dates. I prefer that like going on a few dates before like we go back to like each other's apartments. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like I I don't want to have an at home date with somebody until like, I know that they're worth that. Like I'm really interested in seeing like what the next level is. And there has to be some level of trust, I think there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't always follow my own rules, but like, I think I also like whenever I stop following my own rules is kind of like when I need to take a break from dating because I'm not being intentional about it. Yeah. Well, that's when you find cat food guy and things get weird. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Here are my thoughts on the Aaron dating. I feel like, it could potentially be okay or have a place, mm-hmm. but not on the first date, not probably not even the first or second or even third date. But if you were at this place where you guys have been kind of seeing each other for maybe a couple of months and things have just been really busy and hectic, I could see where it'd be like, Hey, I've really got to get this cake order done, but I really want to see you too. come mm-hmm. over, chat with me while I'm baking. And then we can watch a movie or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I could see where that could work, but not on a first date or even probably a second date. Like there's got to be a le- like a certain level of like 
trust and intimacy that you can balance that and not be trying to get to know somebody. You know what I mean? Like there's just not a first date thing. Yeah. I mean, I did that with a guy um, where I was really busy. I had family coming to stay with me and he had asked me out and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I, I can't. And he's like, well, why don't I just come over and help you clean your house? And I was, I was hell no. First of all, like I'm, I don't want to see my dirt and grime yet. Yeah. Like maybe not that level. Yeah. No, I grew up with a mom who's like, they can't know we live here. Like it needs to look like a showroom (laughs) before people show up. And I have fully held on to that. Like, I don't love, like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't want to be that vulnerable yet. Like that's a level of vulnerability for me of like you seeing my mess. I have friends that like, I still clean before they come over. And then I have some that I'm like, Hey, it's messy. I'm sorry. I didn't get my dishes done, but right. Mm, but you can start over. You're day. okay. Yeah. And I, I freaking yeah. power cleaned. Like I was like <laughs> debating on taking a half day off work. Cause I was like, I need to get the cleaning done before he comes over. And then yeah. he got here and you're getting clean because it was like, it felt <laughs> rude to like be doing my shit while he's right. just sitting there watching me. Yeah. I I could see where the errand dates might work though, like for friends. Right. So like if there's a friend I want to connect with and we're both just really busy, you know, I could see where it'd be like, Hey, come with me. I'm going to run to the car wash. Like we can catch up, have some coffee, Mm -hmm. you know, like those kind of things. Like I could see where that might work with friends. Like you could get your errands done and still spend time together and it'd be quality time. I just don't know that I see it for like dating. No. And I think like when you're in a committed relationship, it is different. And I think that that's when like that becomes a thing, but, but I'm a big errand dater with my friends. So I, yeah. my friends and I, that's almost, we'll like go hang out and like day drink, but now we're trying to like kind of all calm down on like the drinking and stuff. So our favorite thing to do is like, Hey, I need to go to Trader Joe's. Do you need to go to let's go together and let's make it a, an event and an yeah. adventure. And I love that. <laughs> See, like, I can see where it would be fun, like, for the friend zone, but even, like, marriage, right? So, like, I've been married to be 20 years this year, and we run errands together all the time. Sometimes we can count that as quality time together because life is busy and we, like, can sneak off and go do something together. Other times, I'm like, this can't be what we rely on. Like, we have to be intentional about, like, making time and space to like really connect with each other and really focus on each other and have that uninterrupted, you know, no distractions kind of time together. So I think it just is a balance, right? Like it can, it can serve a purpose and it can have a place. It just can't be the usual, right? Like that can't be, oh, we're so busy, but we fit in errand dates and we're, you know, good to go. Like, I don't think that's enough. Yeah. And I think that that for me, like, and I think about like my friendships and stuff, like when you start doing errand dates, like you are, there's companionship there. And for dating that take like getting to the companionship level is not the same as casually dating somebody like a guy sure. that I'm casually seeing and like maybe going out with every couple of weeks. We're not, we, we are definitely not at the companionship level to go run errands together, but at, like my friends, I am, but there's like right. a new friendship, like, when you and Peyton came into town, I wasn't going to take you around to run my errands with me. Like, <laughs> I think you would have been insulted if I was like, okay, I really need to go to the grocery store. Can we go walk around? He's like, yeah, what the fuck, I might've been like, wait, this is weird, Jessica. <laughs> like we can do that, but we have, but then I would want like 
uninterrupted distraction, just hangout time too. You know what I mean? Like it has to be balanced. I feel like. Yeah. And it, I think that like with my friends too, like we might go to the grocery store together and then we're going to come back and cook a meal with some stuff that we bought. So it's like that balance. It's not, let's just meet up at the the grocery store. Yeah. Let's not just go get groceries and then I'm going to drop you off at home. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I think that's just a personal preference. Like people might genuinely enjoy that and think that that's good quality time. It's not for me and it doesn't fill my cup. No, I don't think it's for me either. And I I don't like it. The overarching thing with dating friendships and all that, like you have to know enough about yourself to be a good person to go on dates with or to be a good friend. Like, and if you don't know about yourself and you're still like trying to figure it out, like you're going to go through a lot of shit and that's okay too. Like, but I wouldn't expect like just every single date to go flawlessly. If you're still trying to figure out what you want. I think that's like the perfect sentiment to kind of like close this up because Mm -hmm. I think that packages it up beautifully that it really does come down to who you are, knowing what you want and what you value before you ever try to bring somebody else into that mix. Yes, absolutely. Well, this was a really fun conversation. (laughs) I'm excited to do these more. (laughs) I know. I do think it's fun too because there's really just – it's really just about our opinion on things. And I'm totally okay with sharing my opinion. <laughs> I am too. I don't think anybody's ever told us that we don't have enough of a stance on things. <laughs> I know. I like it. So I hope you guys enjoy hearing our thoughts on as on ghosting and Aaron dating. So yeah, we'll come at y'all um, soon. I don't know when the next one's going to be released, but um, we'll, we'll be back. And we've got some yeah. fun We've got some fun. Yep. We got some fun stuff lined up. We got another Sonder session. We'll be recording soon and um, some more of these. So yeah, definitely some cool stuff headed your way. Awesome. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye guys.